faith applies to different areas, arenas, aspects of our life. We're going to look today at how faith applies to our relationships, how we really need faith to relate rightly to the people that God's put around us. We tend to think of uh, relationships beginning when we find a match. This is true. This is, I think, Valentine's Day is later this week. And, you know, we have match.com and we're looking for our match where things sort of come together and we, the sparks fly and we get together. We tend to think that way about friends, friendships too. We sort of begin to romanticize all of our relationships that way. So we need to find some, some good friends that we can click with where we match and we, we can go through life together. The problem is, after you match, and the sparks fly in a romantic relationship where you match and you begin to connect as a friend, it can explode and erupt at times, or it can fizzle or smolder. And so we need, we need direction on how, what do you do after, what, what do you do after you find a match or you begin to relate to people? And then the, the truth is, you find yourself in situation after situation where you don't get to pick the people you re- relate to. A friend of mine says you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your family. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you, you have your family. So we need to know how, how, do I, how do I do right and relate well and find God's blessing in the relationships that I have, both the ones that just I sort of naturally enjoy and the ones that are a challenge. And God has shown us there are two bedrock things that are needed for good relationships. I don't think this passage is in your listening guide, so you may want to write it down. It's Proverbs 3, 3 through 4. It's my fault. I I was at a conference this week and didn't include it in the outline. But this is very helpful stuff. It says, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Those two things, those are the bedrock things we need. Love and faithfulness. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. So this is the way. These two qualities, these, these are actually their choices that we make over and over and over again every day of our lives to show love and faithfulness to the people around us. Those, those are the bedrock things that are needed in good, good relationships. It, it takes faith to show those things to people. It, it keeps, it, opportunities keep arising for us to stick our neck out, for us to be faithful, whether or not we know the person's going to respond the way we want or whether or not they're faithful to us. There's, that, that requires faith that God's, right about this. It, it requires uh, really the uh, other side, the front side of faith is, okay, I'm going to go ahead and show faithfulness out of respect for God. This is what he said. This is what honors him. And then I'm going to trust him to bring the favor in the relationships that, that he says will be there. I went surfing uh, a few years back and I was stung by a stingray. 
that really hurts. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been stung by a stingray, but it really hurts. And you know what he was doing, he or she, I don't know, might have been a mama trying to protect her babies. I'm not quite sure, but um, what, what she was doing, now it's a she, what the stingray, whatever you know, gender the stingray was, <laughs> was doing is protecting their turf. I got stung. That, that hurt. That throbbed for several days. It hurt for a couple months. And six months later, I could still feel, still feel where the sting was on the outside of my foot. Um, this, this is what tends to happen in relationships. You know, that, that stingray was born in the ocean. That was, that was the stingray's turf. I was enjoying my right to go into the ocean and get dominion over the creation that God has given us. Enjoy what God has made, but protecting you, I got paid. People handle relationships this way. We, we sting to protect ourselves, or if we don't get what we want, we sting. And, and that, it requires faith to hold back on the sting. That, that's a crucial thing. And it requires faith in order to show love and faithfulness instead of stinging the people around us. And the, the, those things are love and faithfulness. Build good relationships. They are the basics for good relationships. Exodus 34.6 says, and, and this is speaking about God. This is talking about God. What, what's happened at this point is Moses uh, went up on the mount, got the Ten Commandments, came back down, and the people were worshiping a golden calf. He got angry, broke the tablets, and um, then this is this is the point at which God is going to uh, give him two more tablets. He's he's going to forgive what's happened and what the Israelites have done in worshiping the other golden calf, and he's going to give them uh, some more tablets with the Ten Commandments on it. And so at this point, I'm sure, you know, Moses has asked for forgiveness. He's gone before God. He said, God, will you forgive the stubborn people? They, they keep worshiping other things. They don't, they aren't following you and worshiping you alone uh, as you asked. Uh, will you forgive, uh, this people? And right before God gives the second set of tablets, he passes in front of Moses. Can you imagine that? You're standing there and a cloud, a shadow, or a cloud, is what it says. Uh, that's that's all is seen. But a voice comes out of the the cloud or the shadow, and it says this: God is describing Himself, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, and abounding in love and faithfulness. This is this is God's. Description of himself. Uh, love or loving kindness is a Hebrew word that's written in, in the Old Testament. It's chesed. That's not really how you would say it in Hebrew, but C-H-E-S-E-D. It has, it has three basic meanings to the word, which all interact with each other. It's strength, steadfastness, and love. So... The idea is God is abounding in 
This kind of love, sometimes it's translated loving kindness, because it's a love that has the strength to help and the steadfastness to keep, to keep trying to help, even in spite of a person's reaction or feedback, whether or not they're being lovable or not. And uh, love. So it's, it's, it's a love that keeps stooping down to help somebody who needs it. You have the strength to help and you, you, you bend down. In this case, God is bending down to help the people who had just turned their back on him. Uh, not many days past. Faithfulness means that you're reliable. You can be counted on. It's emet, E-M-E-T in the Hebrew. It just frankly means that you are a faithful person. You're trustworthy. And so this is God. He's compassionate and gracious. He's just. But even though he's just in the sense that he has these Ten Commandments, he has laws, he has written and laid out his principles for living and what's right and wrong. But in spite of that, he's compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. That's what Proverbs 3 was talking about. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. In other words, they need to be with you all the time, every day. It needs to be part of your jewelry that you wear every day of your life because this is something you're going to need. This is how God has related to us out of his love and faithfulness. And this is the way that we're to love one another. If we want to have good relationships, this is what it takes. It, it keeps relation. These two things keep relationships going. In, in a healthy relationship between two human beings, the need keeps switching court. It's not like God who, out of his strength and steadfastness, stoops down to help us. In, in a healthy relationship, the need keeps switching court. So sometimes you have a need, and I have the strength to meet the need, and I do it. Sometimes I have a need, and you have the ability and the strength to help me with my need, and you do that. Uh, the one who can help does, and, and the one with the need accepts the help. Relationships... Good ones are always a, a give and receive, um, not give and take. Give and take would be uh, you give and then you demand. But good ones are give and receive. You, you give to help, to meet needs, to show loving kindness, and you receive the loving kindness. If you, re, if you don't ever receive the kindness of someone else, you, you don't have a real relationship. It's, it's not a good relationship. It's unhealthy. It's, it's give and receive, both and. That's why you find uh, Peter was corrected by the Lord Jesus when he refused to allow Jesus to, to wash his feet. Lord, no, I should be washing your feet. Jesus said to him, Peter, if you don't let me do this, you have no part in me. And so out of pride sometimes we don't want we don't like the receive part, but that's a part that's that's what it means to be in a healthy relationship. Ephesians five, one through two goes on to describe this is a New Testament description of how we should love each other. It says, Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, 
and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So here's another, this is a command if you've decided to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. This is how you're to love other people. It's another word for love from the New Testament. It's in the Greek. The New Testament was written in the Greek. And it's agape. It means doing what's best for the other person regardless of how I feel. So it's it's not an emotion-based love. It's a principle-based love. You do what's right because it's right before God. And... You do it regardless of how you feel. You do the right thing whether you feel feel, feel good about it or not. Uh, we, we've been loved this way by God. We're imitating God when we love people this way. This is the way that he's loved us. Romans 5.8 says, um, God shows his love toward us even while we were still sinners. He, he died for us. So even though we weren't very lovable, we were running from God, we were rebelling against him. And innately, if you're a human being, there's, you have a conscience. And you, you have this sense of guilt before God. And, and so, so many times, when, when a person's on their way to establishing a relationship with Christ, they're thinking it through, deciding whether or not to commit to him, there's sort of a fear of turning to God and admitting sin. What is he going to do with me? What, how is he going to respond? Is he going to slap me? Is he going to squash me? Is he going to, what is he going to do? And Romans 5.8 shows us what he's going to do. He, he's demonstrated his love, his agape love for us, and that while we were still sinners, he died for us. He he, we, we turn to God and we find open arms if we admit our sin, believe in Christ, and commit, surrender to following him and his lordship. He meets us with open arms. He accepts us into his family when we turn to him and do that. To love this way, to show this kind of love to other people, we need faith. It takes faith to keep loving people and, and showing faithfulness. Uh, whether or not they're loving us back. But we need faith. It takes faith. Love to other people. We need faith. It takes faith to keep loving people and, and showing faithfulness uh, whether or not they're loving us back. Because you are left wide open to be stung. And we don't like that. Just that, that little stingray stung. It hurt for six months. And sometimes relationships, we get stung, and it hurts. If they're unhealthy, you may need to take some steps to get them healthy. And you, you may need some help with that. But in a healthy relationship, even in the, even in the best ones, we get stung. It, it hurts. And we've got to keep showing love and faithfulness, this kind, this kind of love. To sacrifice others, you've got to trust, for, for others, if you're going to sacrifice, you've got to trust God to come through for you. Well, while you're doing that, trusting him to meet your needs while you're meeting other needs, because our heart cries, who's going to pay attention to me? <laughs> if I let go of, of my needs and focus on somebody else, who's going to take care of me? And the answer is God. God will do that. But but you have to you have to stick your neck out to find that out, to realize that he is. 
Bible says that faith is a root of genuine love. And I don't think we normally put those two together, but it's a root. The goal of this command, 1 Timothy 1.5 says, the goal of this command is love, which comes from three roots, a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. I, I had a really good, I have two avocado trees in my backyard, some of you know about them. Um, I had a really good crop of avocados last year. For They were young trees, really good crop, probably 20, 25 avocados. That was great. They were only a couple years old. This year, I've got two avocados growing on both trees. And so something is wrong <laughs> with, with, it's not, there were, there were a zillion buds. Maybe not a zillion, but there were a lot of buds, so I was hopeful. I was thinking, this is great. They're, they're, this is gonna, this gonna be a great harvest come May, June. Um, but something is wrong. And you know what I did? I skipped a feeding. I, 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 what I did is I, I may, I may have skipped two feedings. It's been a busy year. I just kept putting it off, putting it off, and let it go. And it hasn't got, the, the tree hasn't got, hasn't gotten the nourishment that it needs. Um, that's the same with us. We, we have to nourish our faith in order to be able to handle the relationships that we have. And we, we need to, you do that in a couple of ways. The number one thing that helps me nourish my faith is to spend daily time with God. Every day, pray, lay the day out before God, tell Him what's going on, ask Him for help, and then get into the Scripture and let Him speak to me. And that, that fortifies my faith, like Wheaties. They, you know, Wheaties are supposed to fortify. Get into the Scripture and let every day pray, lay the day out before God, tell Him what's going on, ask Him for help, and then get into the Scripture and let Him speak to me. And that, that fortifies my faith, like Wheaties. They, you know, Wheaties are supposed to fortify. I don't know if the commercial still says the same thing, but... Uh, like just like eating your Wheaties fortifies you. Getting into the Scripture and living it out <clears throat> really strengthens your faith, and that is a major root in relationships. I don't know how many times I've got up in the morning and I've gone to God and I've laid out, started to pray, ask Him to show me what's going on in my life, and He convicts me through the Word, through the Scripture, of something that I need to get straightened out in a relationship. And then I go do that. Or he's helped me to understand what's going on in a relationship and how I need to handle it or, or how I need to do that. And as I set out to live out his principles, then things go well. Things get better as I move on. <clears throat> so faith is a root of genuine love. And we, we strengthen our faith by getting around God who loves us. As you get with him and you lay out, God, here I am again. I've blown it. It's hard to believe. I know it's hard, it's not hard for God to believe, but, <clears throat> you know, it just seems like it shouldn't be, and uh, I need to ask you to forgive me. He, he forgives. And as you get into Scripture, you sense, you sense the grace of God. He speaks to your heart on a deep level, and it strengthens your faith and allows you that to spill over into your other relationships. We need faith to do what it takes to love others. Uh, we need we need faith to look to others' interests. 
Philippians 2, 3, and 4, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Now, looking to the interests of others is okay until your interests clash with my interests. And when that happens, I either demand that you focus on mine. I push, pull, throw a fit, uh, sulk, trying to get my way or get what I want. Or I go ahead and focus on your interests, your goals. And I trust God to give me what I need in the middle of that. What typically happens when there's conflict or when there's trouble in a relationship is you want something. A person, the person that you want it from blocks your goal. Or a person that you need their help to achieve this goal blocks your goal. You get angry. And then you have a choice because anger isn't necessarily sin. Anger happens. Um, but you have a choice. I, I can either handle the anger rightly, which means I evaluate the goal. And I decide, is this something that really needs to happen? Or can I just let it go? If it really needs to happen, then I need to step back. I say, God, I, I've really got to work this out in this relationship. I've got to, we, we really have to accomplish this here. Maybe it's something at work or something their family needs to do or whatever it is. But, God, I really need, I need you to help me figure out how to, how to get people moving in this direction. So if it's a good goal, you can pray and try to figure out another route to that goal. You don't let the goal go. If it's a bad goal or not a necessary goal, you let it go. So either when you get angry, you either deal with it rightly and you process it this way, God, help me. Or you decide to make someone pay. It may be respect that you want. Maybe you want respect, and, and that's, that's a good desire. It's a bad goal, but it's a good desire. It's okay to, to desire respect. But when you make it your goal, uh, then what you do is this. You want your family, you want your husband, your wife, you want your kids, you want your boss, your coworkers. You want, you want them to respect you. They block that goal by not giving it to you, and... If you decide to make them pay, some things you can do is you sulk. You decide to try to extract the respect, like pulling a wisdom tooth. You're just going to extract it from them by however you throw a fit or yell, scream. And, and then if, if actually you get what you want, they say the words after you've thrown that fit. Do they mean anything, really? I mean, you, you've just performed surgery and pulled it out of them. Um, if, a want, if I want something that doesn't matter, let it go. If, if it's something that doesn't really make a difference, let it go. But if it's something that needs to be, then ask God for help with the right way to get it. Love and faithfulness over time will grow the respect. That's what Proverbs 3 was saying. But you have to trust God on the front side of that. Love and faithfulness over time will grow respect. 
Now, some people are, are just not ever going to give it to you, and you just let them go. But God will give you what you need. What we tend to do is we try to extract what we need out of the people around us rather than trust God to give us what we need in the middle of doing what he's asked us to do. He is faithful to give us what we need. It may not be when we think we need it, but it will be exactly the right time. And he will give us what we need. At at work, serve to meet needs every day. and, And you will do well. But who's going to meet my needs? God's paying attention. Remember, God is watching what's going on in your work. Um, Set out to help them with their goals and interests. Uh, You need faith to show consideration. Romans 14.23, it's going to seem, may seem like an odd verse for, for what we're talking about, but I'll explain it. It says, the man who has doubts is condemned if he eats because he is eating. His eating is not from faith and every, everything that does not come from faith is sin. So in, in the early church when this was written, it's a really important principle. Um, they were arguing about what, what food could be eaten, could meat that has been, what, what they would do is they would take meat, sacrifice an animal, take meat, offer it to an idol. But they wouldn't burn it or anything. They would just offer it to the idol and then they would sell it in the marketplace. There was a disagreement about whether or not Christians should eat that meat. Well, Honestly, God made the the animal. It's okay to eat the meat. But some people, as a matter of conscience, didn't feel right about eating that meat that had been offered to idols. So there was a disagreement. There was a matter of opinion. There was a matter of preference that was involved here. And this was causing division in, in the church. It's sort of like if you are a vegetarian and you have uh, strong beliefs about being a vegetarian, and I go to dinner with you, and I order a big slab of meat, that's not very sensitive. I'm not being sensitive to you. In fact, I am probably going to anger you to the point that anything else I have to say is irrelevant if you're really committed to your vegetarianism. And so that's that's the point here. Uh, You need to to eat from faith. You need to, to, to show, and you need to Show consideration to those who have their other opinions and preferences to you. Romans 14 says there's a bigger picture than your desire for a piece of steak. There's a, a much bigger picture here. Your, your, your preferences and opinions and your desire for a steak fit into a bigger cause. The kingdom of God and God's desire for us to show love and consideration to each other. So you find this in relationships over and over again. You've got to set your opinion aside. If it's your opinion, not God's word or principle, you set it aside and you show, you show kindness and consideration to the people around you. Many of us have a scarcity mentality and we don't want to give up any of our opinions and preferences because we might not feel validated by that. You need faith to keep giving up your opinions and your preferences and letting it go. And if you'll do that, you'll show love to others and relationships be good. We also need faith to, to resolve conflict. Romans 12, 17 through 18 says, Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. We get in a conflict, usually because we want something, we're not getting it. And we tend to overact. We protect our turf and we sting 
and that repels others. It, it takes faith to keep wading in to deal with the conflict in a relationship. As I wade in, I, it takes faith in this sense. Okay, you, you may be the one that always steps in to take care of the problem. Who's going who's gonna to meet your needs? Who's going to pay attention to you? It takes faith to say, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I'm going to step in and deal with it. God, would you help me here? The front side of faith, I, I know, God, you want peace. And it may be a rocky path to get there. Help me work through this conflict in the right way. Would you help me do that? And then ask God for help in the moment. God, help me to see. Help me to see. In a conflict, sometimes I can't. I'm so angry, I can't see my part of the problem. God, help me to simmer down and see my part in this. God, God, help me to say the right thing in the right way. Would you help us? God, help me to see the core issue in this thing, this conflict. So we need faith for these things. Uh, to work through conflict, to show consideration, and to continue to really love others by looking to their interests. There is a huge statement in Galatians that says this. Real faith expresses itself in love. Galatians 5.6 For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value, whether or not you go by the law or you don't go by the Old Testament law, uh, the laws on certain things has no value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself in love. That is a, okay, that's a mountain, mountain, a mountain of statement. That is huge. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself in love. It takes faith to love God, to do what he said. That's how you, you show your love for God, by obeying him. That requires faith. It requires faith to step out and show love and faithfulness over and over again. In our relationships. Because who's going who's gonna to take care of me? Who's going to look out for my needs? To, to really love, I have to sacrifice over and over again my wants, my needs, my preferences for the needs, wants, and preferences of the other people around me. Love will stretch you. Just when you think you're going to have some time for yourself, a phone, the phone rings. Somebody needs some help. Just just when you have a little cushion in your schedule, there's a need that's going to arise. Just when you've got your budget figured out, somebody has a need and God pulls on your heart to give to that need and you have a choice. Am I going to exercise faith? Am I going to show love here? Am I going to, even though I'm exhausted, I'm going to get out of my chair and go help? That requires faith because who's going to replenish me? Who's going to, who's going to refresh me? And the answer is God, as you need it. He, he will do it. Lord, I'm, I'm exhausted right now, but I can trust you to re-energize me. Provide the money that's needed. Real love grows out of real faith. And the confidence that God will bless you as you set your heart to bless him. Remember Hebrews 11.6, we talked about it a few weeks ago. Everyone who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Scripture says he does. Proverbs 11.25. If you want to be refreshed, you want to find good friends. Proverbs 11.25 says a generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. If you need refreshment in relationships, 
set your heart to be a refreshment. Set your heart to love and, and be faithful and kind. God will keep this promise, but faith has to be applied as you set out to do that. Luke uh, 6.38 says, Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. It will be poured into your lap. For the measure that you use, it will be measured to you. So, if you give and you use a measure of a little teaspoon, that's what's going to come back to you. You you back up a dump truck, and you give that way, that's what's going to come back to you. And we... We tend to keep score, but it takes faith to throw away the scorecard. Okay, this person may owe me, but I'm going to quit paying attention to that. I'm going to try to be faithful. You and I are going to get stung in relationships. We're going to sting, and we're going to get stung. It requires faith in the loving God, the loving and faithful God, to continue to move toward one another and love each other the right way. There's some next steps here that you may choose to take. You might want to memorize Galatians 5, 6, at least the last half of it. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself in love. That's how faith expresses itself. Uh, Another thing, I want to draw on faith to look to others' interests. Or maybe you need to trust God and work through a current conflict. You're avoiding it. It's simmering, it's smoldering, and you're afraid to do what needs to be done because you're not sure what's going to happen. You may need to get some counsel, just bounce it off somebody who's more mature, but maybe that's your next step, to trust God, to get some help, and to work through that conflict. Or maybe you need to just rely on God to bring the reward. Trust God to meet your needs as you're setting out to meet the needs of the other people. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for your your goodness to us. God, I am so grateful that you are loving and faithful and kind, compassionate, merciful, and gracious. I thank, thank you for the fact that you are just as well so that we can trust you. You do what's right. You are righteous and just. And yet, you, you paid for our sin. You, you, executed justice on your 